My fellow patriots, my brothers and sisters of the BCP family, please receive a huge hug. Folks, I've been able to curate today 10 positive and pretty positive stories. Uh, I'm not going to say they're great news or good news, but news that things are moving in a more positive direction. But we do have one wonky, really weird story. I, I want to see how I want to see what becomes of this. We got to let's just say that things just got really interesting with Kevin McCarthy and Ashley Babbitt's mom. When we get to that story, you tell me uh, if you agree. But how about this? We've known for a long time around these parts, especially if you catch my other show, BCP Unfiltered. We've known, discussed, analyzed, and investigated the origin of the virus. And it wasn't some hungry Chinese folks in a wet market or travelers looking for exotic cuisine in the form of Dracula in his mobile form. No, it wasn't bats from a wet market. We know about the lab in Wuhan. We know about Fauci uh, and his job of paying for and supporting gain-of-function research via Echo Health. We know all this. It's common knowledge. But what has the government been doing? What have the minions in the Biden regime been doing? Nothing to see here. Move along. It could be the white thing. We don't know. Uh, that's a conspiracy theory. You can't talk about it. That's just crazy nonsense or what have you. That's Q stuff or whatever pejorative they want to put us on us tinfoil hat people. We had the facts before us. Big clues were that people were coming out of China saying this. It wasn't coming from Anons looking at Mr. 17 or the 17 team. It wasn't Q stuff. It wasn't just Alex Jones theories. We were covering, we were seeing people coming out of China, people running over to Hong Kong going, look folks, this thing is, didn't come from a wet market. This thing came from a virology lab in Wuhan, and those people got disappeared, quieted, and shut down by the Chinese government, who was trying to hide and bury that story, obviously. And then with Joe Biden, their puppet now in the Oval Office, well, we got that uh, we got stonewalled on that story. Well, of course, we know what things have happened. We know that the FBI and the Department of Energy are now saying, oh, yeah, it likely came from the lab. They're, they're now saying, yeah, that's likely the source. Isn't it funny? Oh, the uh, Hunter Biden laptop. Oh, that's misinformation. That's disinformation. And then you have these stooges in, in the intelligence community. You have all of these uh, deep state guys and gals going, this has all the hallmarks of Russian disinformation. And then we all knew that the laptop was legit. We all knew this was not fake news. And then all of a sudden, ooh, wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay, yeah. The mainstream media, the deep state, the Biden regime says, oh, yeah, you know what? Yeah, that, uh, that laptop is legit. It is legit. After first denying it. Well, that's what we're having here. But here's the good news. The Republican-led select subcommittee on the pandemic, it's going to hold its first hearing on the origins of the virus, which originated in Wuhan, China, 
and is happening next week, March 8th, 2023, at 9 a.m. Eastern. I will be up at 6 a.m. that day, as I generally am anyway, and I will be watching that. So on next Wednesday, I may have a later, maybe I'll probably have a, a later thing so we can grasp and talk about some of the things that are revealed in the first few hours of that, depending how long it is. Now, here is a press release uh, previewing the event, and it highlights that they will be focusing on gathering facts about the origins of the virus. Quote, the American people deserve real answers after years of suffering through the pandemic and related government policies. That came from the subcommittee chairman, uh, Brad Wenstrup, Republican out of Ohio. That's what he said in the statement. Quote, the investigation must begin with where and how this virus, virus came about so that we can attempt to predict, prepare, protect, or prevent it from happening again. I don't know much about Brad Winstrup, but if you're around this channel, then you know that I freaking love alliteration. And he said that we must know the origins of this virus so we can predict, prepare, protect, and prevent. Not only was it a whole bunch of P's in there, it was a whole bunch of pr PRs. Predict, prepare, protect, and prevent. The microphone is loving it. And the software is loving. The pop filter is happy it's doing its work right now with predict, prepare, protest, at, uh, predict, prepare, protect, prevent. For those of you not familiar, pop filters, that little foam gauze thing over the microphone. You can sometimes see it in people's videos. It's usually circular. So it buffers that pop, 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 P sound, that popping sound that, uh, Microphones generally don't like to process. Good stuff. We can't accept many. We can't accept more years of stonewalling. The select subcommittee on the current uh, on the pandemic is committed to conducting a proper investigation that the American people have demanded. We look forward to hearing from our esteemed witnesses next week about their research on this topic. So fantastic stuff. Fantastic stuff. That's the first story. Now check out what happened in the. That's the House, right? Now let's go over to the Senate. Last night, Josh Hawley tweeted out, tonight the Senate unanimously passed my bill to declassify all the intelligence the government has on the origins. Let the people see the truth. Okay, folks, better late than never comes to mind. January 6th stuff is supposed to come out. I'm going to need to cover that more in depth and at length in an upcoming episode where we're at with that little bit of, uh, let me just tell you real quick. What's up with that? Even though I wasn't going to mention it, but because I've been talking about it, it, it appears that Tucker Carlson's people have a place that can see the video, but they can't just take videos and pictures and show it on the show. It's got to go through this review process to make sure that we don't know where the escape routes are and doesn't give Al-Qaeda some inside information. So it looks like it's not going to be as forthcoming and easily freely be available to Tucker Carlson as we had previously perhaps been, been, been led to believe. So I'll be giving more details of that uh, uh, shortly, not in this episode. But we are starting to get more J6 information. We know it was an inside job. We know that it was a setup. We know all of that. but. I, I, I hate to say better late than never when we have January 6th people still in, in the D.C. gulag. When we have people that were killed in that day, oh, like, you know, 
uh, Rose, uh, why am I drawing a, a name, a, a blank, uh, Ashley Babbitt, uh, Miss Rosalind uh, Bolin. And they're trying to make it like the police officers who died afterward were the victims. They didn't even uh, die that day. So the truth is coming out. And now Josh Hawley just announced on Twitter that they unanimously passed his bill requiring the government intelligence about the origin must be declassified. The passage of the bill, which was also sponsored by Senator Mike Braun, big hug to my Indiana folks uh, and my folks in Missouri. Dare I say that I may be planning a trip to Kansas City in the summer. And if I do, we're going to have one hell of a meetup and a BCP family reunion. Still working on the details. I would say it's about I probably shouldn't have mentioned it, but it's about 40% sure it's going to happen at this point. Not quite 50%, but it's looking a lot more likely. So big hug to all of y'all. Just make sure you plug in if you're anywhere near the area. It's going to be worth uh, coming out too if we do that. Passage of the bill was also sponsored by Mike Braun of Indiana. Comes uh, one day after the Department of Energy, I already mentioned that, and the FBI confirmed the leak. Now, uh, if this comes out in the hearing, the truth, and we're hoping that it does, about Anthony Fauci and his funding through the National Institute of Health, funding the Wuhan Institute of Virology and their gain-of-function research, in which, oh, I don't know, a few people may have perished because of that, uh, then we're going to have a whole bunch of more information that puts the nail in the coffin that he, in fact, lied under oath to Congress about his agency's activities. Now, of course, this is in the Senate, and it goes over to the House. The House Democrats lockstep are opposing the legislation. But because the GOP controls the, the lower chamber by just a sliver, it looks like it's probably going to pass the House. And let's see if Joe Biden signs off on it and doesn't veto it which would be a really bad look for Joe at this point to want to hide the origins. But we know that Joe isn't just Joe. He's controlled by a whole bunch of interests that aren't the American people's interests, including the, the interests of the CCP, which control him. So we'll see how that goes. But that's positive news, that it unanimously left committee, got passed, and now it's on its way to the House. Okay. Uh, the House, Let's go back to the House. And the great Jim Jordan, House Judiciary Chairman Jim Jordan and the House Intelligence Committee Chairman Representative Mike Turner yesterday demanded 29 CIA officials who took part in that effort to discredit the Hunter Biden laptop in the New York Post reporting saying that, oh, it has all the earmarks of a Russian disinformation campaign. They um, have the... Jim Jordan and the Intelligence Committee chair have demanded that these 29 CIA officials who took part in that effort uh, appear for a transcribed interview and disclose documentation that they used to determine that this was a widely debunked uh, story and that it was Russian disinformation. The Republicans finally doing some work. And a, a lot of them. I, I'm, I'm happy, folks. I don't know much about Mike Turner or Mike Braun. But it's great to see that it's just not the Jim Jordans and the Matt Gates and the MTGs and the Lauren Boberts, the same usual 
good suspects that we talk about. It's good to see that other people in the lower chamber are not getting their 50 minutes of fame, but damn it, doing the job that the American people want them to do. And that is a big plus for their constituents uh, in the districts that they represent. In the letters, the Republicans noted the officers attempt to discredit the New York Post report uh, by Emma Jo Morris that revealed the Biden family engaged in foreign business affairs while President Joe Biden was a U.S. official. The Republican lawmakers wrote the CIA officials and requested they sit uh, for transcribed interviews and arrange for the production of the outstanding material. Once again, whatever they used to come to this assessment. The infamous and widely debunked letter was released in a political story by reporter Natasha Bertrand titled Hunter Biden's story is Russian disinfo, dozens of former Intel officials say. Remember, there were so many red flags that this was BS. One was the fact that they were Intel. Second, that they were former Intel officials. In other words, Obama and George W. people trying to discredit anything that would tell the American people the truth and help candidate, then candidate, President Trump. So that's some positive stuff. Guess what, folks? We got FBI agents coming out talking about what's going on with Trump. Positive developments here. I don't know. I've got this is a live even though I haven't invited anyone uh, to join me in the chat room, anyone who um, is seeing this may start to laugh. I'm sorry, folks. I don't want to do this on camera. I'm going to step away for a second and uh, wet my whistle. Once again, mi amor, Mrs. BCB is watching this. Thank you for having me covered. Okay, what are these FBI agents saying? FBI agents wanted to shut down the probe into these suspected documents held by President Trump last year, as early as June. But these whistleblowers are saying that the Justice Department leaders pushed for and ultimately got a surprise raid on Mar-a-Lago in August. According to the Washington Post, yeah, the Washington Post is reporting this, FBI officials and the DOJ clashed fiercely over how to handle recovering suspected classified documents from Trump with FBI agents arguing for a cooperative approach and the DOJ pushing for the unprecedented raid on a former president's home. Why? Oh, because they knew about the actual documents being held by Biden and Hunter having access to it at the UPenn Biden Center, at the University of Delaware uh, Biden Institute, in the garage next to the Corvette in his home and Saul Alinsky kicked in where you've got to, oh, remember, accuse your opponent, accuse your enemy of what you were actually guilty of. So even though President Trump was cooperating, they shoved these FBI agents to the side and said, no, we need to have our raid. Crazy, crazy stuff which of course we witnessed last year. The aggressive approach was starkly different than the cooperative one the DOJ and FBI have taken toward the classified documents held by Joe Biden at his former office in D.C. and in his home garage in Delaware. According to the Post, two senior FBI officials argued a raid would be too combative and proposed to seek Trump's permission first. 
But DOJ prosecutors argued that Trump was knowingly concealing secret documents at Mar-a-Lago and pushed the FBI to conduct a surprise raid. But of course, Biden got the cooperative treatment. Even before the raid on August 8, 2022, FBI agents in the Washington field office as early as May wanted to slow the probe into the suspected classified documents and someone to shut down the investigation all together in early June. Wow. And why they want to do this? After corresponding with Trump's legal team and seeing that there was cooperation and no need to be combative. The FBI agents also, it's being reported, worried that investigating President Trump would face political blowback, but federal prosecutors in the DOJ National Security Division, you know, the same one that oversaw the Russian collusion hoax, argued for an aggressive approach. This is according to the Washington Post, folks, quote, the FBI agent's caution also was rooted in the fact that mistakes in prior probes of Hillary Clinton and Trump and Trump had proved damaging to the FBI and the cases subject to the Bureau to sustain public attacks for being partisan. Oh, heaven forbid that we would actually attack the FBI and call them out for what they are. The Gestapo, Stasi, brown shirt, enforcement arm of the regimists acting like Marxist thugs because that's what they are. Heaven forbid we call out we call them out for what they really are. Because remember, with Marxists, it's not about truth. It's about their truth. As if truth were somehow subjective. So the Post said that the case was closely monitored at every step by senior Justice Department officials. In other words, Mayor Garland was in the thick of it. And as we know, he personally approved the raid that supposedly Joe Biden knew nothing about. Okay, folks, I'm telling you, positive uh, positive news here. FBI agents were coming out that the FBI agents are whistleblowing or letting the, uh, uh, are, are leaking out what's really going on, that they didn't want this, and it happened anyway. Okay, Sandy Cortez, also known as A to the O to the C. Yeah, she's been known as Sandy Cortez when she was more, I don't know, affluent, when that was her actual persona before she won that contest to become an actress and, and, and win an election so she can be a Marxist spokesperson. By the way, folks, if you don't know the origins of Ms. Cortez, please look it up. She is a manufactured. She is not organic. The, also, the Office of Congressional Ethics released an update to the investigation into Democrat Representative Alexandro Ocasio-Cortez. The committee said there is substantial substantial reason to believe that, in fact, Ms. Cortez, quote, accepted impermissible associated with her attendance at the Met Gala in 2021. That violated the standards of conduct and federal law. If you recall, she had that white dress and she got free entrance in. She had a white dress that said tax the rich. And got entrance into it. It was an it was an on in kind. It was a value, and they're not supposed to receive things like that. That's a bribe. If it was a Republican, they'll be calling it what it is—a bribe. She was under investigation for accepting an impermissible gift to attend the Met Gala. "Quote specifically, we believe Representative Cortez has violated Clause Five of Rule 15 of the Rules of the House of Representatives, commonly known as the Gift Rule, by accepting admission to the Met Gala." 
an event whose per seat cost is reported to range from $35,000 to $50,000 without having a permissible exemption to allow the acceptance of the lavish gift. Representative Ocasio-Cortez has used campaign funds to pay this ticket. She also violated FEC prohibitions on campaign funds being used for entertainment purposes. We're attached the rich to a rich event. Isn't that, isn't that rich? So that is what the uh, Office of Congressional Ethics released today. That's their update. This whole thing got kicked off, right? Because of work from the American Accountability Foundation last year who brought this complaint. So we can see that sometimes these conservative independent watchdog groups can make things happen. Okay, so that's Miss Cortez. Okay, check this out. NBC News reporting how people really feel over in Crimea. That they are, uh-oh, dare I say it, it goes against the grain of what we're supposed to think about the Russian-Ukraine conflict. Now, I'm not taking sides on this. I am not pro-Putin. I am not pro-Russia. I sure as hell am not pro-Ukraine and pro Zelensky, and I sure as hell am not pro-Biden and the warmongering rhinos, neo-libs, neocons in D.C. and the Biden administration. I take none of those sides, and I reject all of those sides. We should not be involved in this. That is my take. But we've been told certain things about the attitudes of those people in those regions. And here's what we have. NBC reporter Keir Simmons from England traveled to Ukraine and Crimea to cover the war. During this visit, this is what people were saying. Is Crimea Russian or Ukrainian? Russian, Crimea is Russian. Yeah. Of course Russian, 73-year-old Praxovia tells me. Zelensky will not get Crimea back because we have our commander-in-chief, Putin. <laughs> What? Now, of course, this isn't a poll. This isn't scientific. This is anecdotal, if you want to, right? This is not, uh, this is not rigorous. But the NBS, excuse me, the NBC news journalist went to the streets of Crimea and asked Crimean residents after Crimean resident, are you Russian or Ukrainian? And the people of Crimea spoke and they said Russian. And if Ukraine tries to evade, invade, they will fight every last one of them. So is it possible that these other regions that Putin is looking to liberate or bring back into or make part of Russia, however you want to interpret historical events, that perhaps those people actually want to be Russian and not Ukrainian, kind of like people in California don't want to be part of California anymore. They want to be part of New California. How people in Oregon want to be part of greater Idaho, which is going to change the shape of Idaho from what we know from the potato bags to make it look like instead of kind of like L-shaped like this. That's going to be interesting. Every one of them told us that they are Russian and that if President Zelensky thinks Ukrainian forces can come here, they will fight them. President Zelensky has said that the Ukraine war started here and it will end here. But no one was able to tell us how it will end and how much more blood will be spilt. Thank you, NBC. 
Thank you. Blood gets spilt on these wars. People die, lose their lives. NBC, Crimeans are Russians, and they're happy to be Russians, not Ukrainians. I guess uh, that goes against a certain narrative now, doesn't it? All right. Here we go. We got some good news here. Mickey Whithoft is the mother of Ashley Babbitt. And according to her, she has uh, been asked by Kevin McCarthy to meet with him. Now, let me back up for two things. First of all, I see the comments every single time. No, Ashley Babbitt is not a an actor. She is not a false person. She is a real person who was shot by Lieutenant Michael Byrd. There was a cover-up. Michael Byrd was even on a taxpayer dime in being protected at a, a military base, quickly found not guilty of doing what he did. And Ashley Babbitt's mother, Mickey, has been out there supporting and being with solidarity with the January 6th protesters who are political prisoners in America. Ashley Babbitt's a real person. She's from my hometown of San Diego. In the in the San Diego local press, her husband and other people that knew her were on the news all the time talking about her. She is a real person, okay? She really was shot. She really was killed. Okay. Now that we have the facts out of the way, let me remind you that Lieutenant Michael Byrd shot blindly at her and killed her. Some of you are thinking, I know you don't believe what I just said about Ashley Baba being a real person. You're saying supposedly. Michael Byrd shot and killed Ashley Babbitt. When asked about it, Ken McCarthy said that, yeah, Lieutenant Michael Byrd was doing his job. He, he did the right thing, that he was justified in doing that. And as I covered here on this program, Mickey wasn't too happy about that. And she, rep she replied to him. Well, now this is what we have here. And in no uncertain terms, let him know that he was wrong about that. While she's at the Capitol, an aide said that McCarthy wanted to schedule a meeting with her because she had previously requested a meeting with him. Mickey said it is encouraging. Mickey, um, this is according to Epic Times, who does great reporting. Folks, they are not a sponsor of this channel. But I highly suggest and support you subscribing to and supporting the Epic Times, E-P-O-C-H Times. When we went through six weeks of nothing on this program because of demonetization and an, an effort to silence me on this on the YouTube platform, Epic Times was there running ads and continuing to support conservative journalism. I have been subscribed to them for years. Every Friday, I open my mailbox and there is a newspaper, the weekly newspaper, the Epic Times. Even if you don't read physical newspapers, their reporting is right on the money and it's timely. You can obviously read it online. The Epic Times is reporting that Mickey Withhoff said she was waiting to get into the gallery for the House Committee on Administration hearing at the U.S. Capitol the day before yesterday when she was approached by Tim Monahan, a senior aide to Speaker McCarthy. 
Mickey said the A told her that McCarthy wanted to schedule a meeting with me because I had requested a meeting with him. I found the overall conversation was respectful. It is encouraging, she says. Now, Mickey has organized rallies outside the D.C. Gulag. She sings the national anthem to them. She's had President Trump call in and put him on a bullhorn and loudspeaker so that the people inside could hear. But remember, McCarthy defended this officer saying, I think the police officer did his job when he defended the cold-blooded killer, Mike Bird. Essentially, as Jim Hoft at the Gateway Pundit, another great news outlet put it, throwing uh, Ashley Babbitt under the bus. Well, this is getting get interesting. And I don't think we're going to be privy to this. It's probably going to be an outs- uh, a private conversation. But we have Ashley Babbitt's mother who is bringing attention to the plight of these January 6th protesters who are political prisoners in America in 2023 and have been since 2021, 700-odd days without a speedy trial, being tortured, harassed, and abused in these prisons, meeting with Kevin McCarthy, who tried to get wanted Trump to resign at the end of 2020 before Joe Biden came into office. Remember, we had those leaked audios. And he wanted to silence people that were at all sympathetic or agreeing with President Trump at the end of 2020. This has got to be an interesting conversation, whether it's cordial or not. Kev McCarthy has been on the deep state and the rhino side of this issue. And Ashley Babbitt's mom has been the side of us patriots. Things just got interesting. I can't see what, I can't wait to see what happens or what we find out happens. Once again, this is, uh, it was a month ago, February 2nd, that townhall.com had this from Kevin McCarthy. One of the first things Marjorie Kelly Green said from the oversight dais was that Ashley Babbitt was murdered. Do you think Ashley Babbitt was murdered? Do you think the police officer who shot her was doing his job? I think the police officer did his job. I think that the police officer did his job in murdering Ashley Babbitt, but I'm going to meet with her mom. Things just got interesting, folks. Let's see what happens. Remember, at the time, uh, President Trump also came out and said, I totally disagree with the Speaker of the House, Ken McCarthy, in that the police officer was a thug who has had a very checkered past to begin with and not just doing his job when he shot and killed great patriot Ashley Babbitt at point-blank range. Despite trying to keep him anonymous, shielded and protected, this misfit proudly showed up on NBC fake nightly news bragging about the killing. He was not a hero but a coward who wanted to show how tough he was. Ashley Babbitt was murdered. That's what President Trump truthed out. Ashley Babbitt was murdered in all caps with three exclamation points. So that just got a little interesting if you ask me. All right. Check this out. Rasmussen poll. Voters overwhelmingly support releasing all the videos on January 6th, even though Chucky Schumer and the Democrats are going, no, it's going to be dangerous. This Rasmussen poll shows that over 60% of likely voters believe that there were undercover government agents that were provocateurs of the January 6th riots. Rasmussen report dropped another excellent poll addressing current events going on in the U.S., 
80% of likely U.S. voters believe it is important that the public be able to view all the videos of the Capitol riot, including 58% who thinks it's very important. 61% of voters believe it is likely that undercover government agents helped provoke the Capitol riot, including 39% who think it's very likely. 61%, folks. And, oh, wait, wait. Chucky Schumer is asking uh, Rupert Murdoch to silence Tucker Carlson on this subject. That's what Marxists do. That's what these treasonous, traitorous, rat bastards who hate our Bill of Rights, our First, Second, and other amendments want. To silence dissent, to silence the truth from coming out. Or Rasmussen saying 61% of likely voters in their poll believe that undercover undercover government agents provoked the whole thing. Wow. Folks, I got some more good news. Bear with me. Bear with me. Got a few more stories here. I mean, folks, I just want to bask in the fact that this is a news report full of positive, encouraging news, that things are happening and moving forward. This is nothing miraculous here, folks, but this is all good stuff. Over a dozen federal whistleblowers have now come forward claiming Hunter Biden involved in criminal activity. This is the Daily Mail headline from late yesterday. More than a dozen whistleblowers came forward to claim Hunter Biden was involved in potentially criminal activity, Republican Senator reveals for the first time during a grilling of A.G. Merrick Garland. And I'm glad the Daily Mail did that because I watched a lot of, as I have shown you on this channel, look at the previous uh, episode I did this morning. But I didn't catch the entire hearing. And I missed this. And it was when when Chuck Grassley, I was so blown by the fact that, uh, blown, blown away by the fact that Mayor Garland actually said that if Trump appointee, U.S. Attorney Weiss, wants to indict and go after uh, Hunter, that he would he he would sign off on that. Once again, that's encouraging news. What's not so encouraging is that Weiss has a lot of time and hasn't done diddly jack squat. But I was in that inner in exchange between Merrick Garland and Chuck Grassley. I guess I just didn't realize the uh, this uh, huge nugget. Senator Charles Grassley said at the hearing that more than a dozen whistleblowers have provided potentially criminal information about Hunter Biden to the FBI. More than a dozen. Let's call that a baker's dozen, 13. 13 corroborating folks on top of uh, Tony Bobolinsky, this uh, Israeli businessman who's recently been scooped up by the feds, who gave information to the FBI back in 2019. We're getting a lot of information, folks. We're getting a lot of information. This is fantastic news. And how about this one? An inspector general from the Pentagon. I'll, I'll end with this. I'll end with this. We have, let me see here. I'm, I just want to get to the, uh, the crux of it. Paul Sperry. Paul Sperry. Yesterday, March 1st, 2023. Breaking. Biden made U.S. troops in Afghanistan Coordinate with his envoy, 
Kahalizad on how and when they could engage with the Taliban enemy. Troops were not allowed to engage even when checkpoints attacked. Folks, do you understand the gravity of this? The Pentagon Inspector General is saying that Joe Biden is hiding classified documents detailing side deals that he made with the Taliban and against U.S. troops. That even if they were attacked at checkpoints doing their job, they could not engage. This is the next newest big scandal, as it should be, that's about to break. The Pentagon's Inspector General for Afghanistan complains in a new report that the Biden administration is hiding classified annexes detailing side deals in May with the Taliban before the withdrawal, including restrictions on U.S. fighting and Taliban counter-terror efforts. Where is the impeachment against Biden? Where is the impeachment against, even though we haven't talked about immigration in this episode, against Mayorkas? We know the latter one is coming, but what about the former? Couple that with billions of dollars of U.S. weapons abandoned by uh, in Afghanistan and all these unvetted people that we allowed the Taliban to push through the checkpoints and onto our planes in here. And this is just another example of the treasonous, traitorous, rat bastard actions of one former vice president who is ruining our country. If you liked this segment and its positive vibe, give it a thumbs up. Put your opinions and your comments down below. Please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe if you're on YouTube. Like it if you're watching this on Spotify. Follow us on Spotify or any other uh, podcast uh, platform you may be listening or watching to this on. And don't forget, we have a sister channel, the BCB Report. Links to everything are down below. Junorette dropped the report earlier today. It's a good one. Make sure you check it out. And I'm not just saying that because I'm proud of her and I'm her dad. It's a good one. You guys, I'm looking at the statistics, the analytics, and you guys overwhelmingly agree. That one has a higher like to dislike ratio than this uh, episode and live stream is, is probably going to get. Ciao, goodbye, God bless.